Hi, I'm Cy Musiker. And I'm Joyce Miller. And, and this, this is Curtain, Curtain Call. Call. We're here with news about upcoming shows, the very grooviest in music and culture, from Reno to Davis. And this month, we'll talk about Tiffany Haddish and another Jewish comedian, plus shows by two legends, Bonnie Raitt and Maria Moldauer. And we'll talk to the new director of Sierra Stages. But first, music for a good cause. Come down to the water, rest your troubled mind. Get about your scars, and I won't think of mine. The full moon on the rise is calling us to part. You will travel safely if you listen to your heart. You got to listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. You will travel safely if you listen to your heart. Achilles Wheel is a local treasure, and the Achilles Wheel Acoustic Trio is playing a benefit for the Wild Eye Pub this weekend. Wild Eye owners Beth Moore and David Kuzora have built just a beautiful thing, a public house celebrating local musicians. Call it the effects of long COVID, but this music venue still needs our help right now. The Achilles Wheel Acoustic Trio plays tomorrow, Saturday, March 4th, and there's a Wild Eye Love Fest and fundraiser all day on Sunday, March 5th, with many musicians stopping by. And the band Main Street Revival plays a fundraiser on March 10th. Kevin Carl writes songs of love, longing, and rebellion with lots of heart and soul. Kevin Carl with the song San Lucas. That dreamy folk rock sound is so unexpected, or at least for me, for this kid from Chihuahua, Mexico, who's so studious looking in his glasses and a neat haircut. Carl has a sonorous, deep voice, almost like a Spanish-language Leonard Cohen. Kevin Carl plays the Ace of Spades in Sacramento March 4th, if you can get tickets. And he's at the Regency Ballroom in San Francisco March 5th. Pokey Lafarge keeps expanding his range, adding doo-wop and R&B to his love of hot jazz and ragtime blues. Is your love slow and easy? All stars hidden in your head. Oh, eyes of green, agave eyes of blue. Is that survival? Pokey Lafarge off his 2021 album, In the Blossom of Their Shade. 
He's kicking off a long tour here in California, so we're getting him while he's fresh. Yeah, great album. I always think that Pokey Lafarge, he, that he wants to be the Hoagie Carmichael of our era. And they were both born in Bloomington, Indiana. There's a coincidence. And like Carmichael, Lafarge strives to be both folksy and hip. This is a chance to see Pokey in a fairly intimate venue, Harlow's in Sacramento on March 7th. He'll also be at the rickshaw stop in San Francisco on March 8th. And Pokey, with his love of Tin Pan Alley, pairs well with another performer playing the foothills, Maria Moldauer. You're high, so am I. Let's get happy together. You're new, me too. Let's forget about stormy weather. You lost your baby and I lost mine. I got a nickel and you got a dime. We'll drown our troubles in wine. And we'll get happy together Why should we worry Just because they turn us down We'll show everybody That we're nobody's clown Now you can dance and I can sing I got the finger and you got the ring We'll get the parson to fix this thing And we'll be happy together It's hard to believe it's been 50 years since Muldaur's monster hit Midnight at the Oasis, and even longer since she was in Jim Queskin's Jug Band. And I don't want to think about the fact that we both remember seeing them live. I remember her when she was Maria D'Amato. <laughs> she goes back to her Jug Band roots on this song, Let's Get Happy Together, from her latest album of the same name with the New Orleans band Tuba Skinny. The song is by Lil Harden Armstrong, a wife and collaborator with Louis Armstrong. Muldauer is 80 now, and her voice is a little thin at times, but she still turns a saucy phrase on these new recordings. Maria Muldauer and her red-hot bluesiana band play the Miner's Foundry March 11th. I hope she'll do some of these new songs. The history of the world, my love. Save a lot of graves, do a lot of relatives' favour Is those below serving those up above Everybody shaves so there should be plenty of flavour How gratifying for once to know That those above will serve those down below Peter Mason and Ken Getz launched Sierra Stages back in 2009 and the small company quickly became one of the best community theatres in California or at least the foothills, my opinion, producing well-directed dramas and comedies and musicals like last summer's production of Sweeney Todd, and it was always with local talent. And then the two men, husband and husband, seemed to just, poof, disappear. (laughs) Actually, they moved away to Squim, Washington. Mostly, we had just gotten weary of the, the yearly summer smoke fire super hot weather, and it just sort of wore on me. That's Ken Getz, who is musical director for the many musicals Sierra Stages presented. And we talked to Ken on the phone a few days ago for a kind of exit interview. You had both put so much passion and dedication into creating this thing called Sierra Stages. How hard was it to leave that behind? It's hard. I mean, it's still difficult. I'm still on the board. Peter's trying to just stand back, but I'm still on the board. It's hard, but... You know, after 14 years of doing it, it was time to retire. It's exhausting. Basically, both of us spent full time all year for 14 years doing this thing, and that was enough. We retired once. It was time to retire again. 
So what do you think you accomplished in creating Sierra Stage? We accomplished, I think, creating a place where actors and musicians could practice their craft in front of an audience, giving people opportunities to do that. And if audiences enjoyed what they saw, so much the better. But I really saw it as a way to give other performers a chance and a place to do a good musical theater. And how do you think these two small towns in this fairly small county support such a vibrant art scene? It is pretty astonishing. You look at In Concert Sierra and and Music in the Mountains and Cats and Legacy and, and Sierra State and, and all this, these theater and arts groups, and, and they're all pretty well supported. You know, things do go in cycles, and this may be an upcycle for the arts, but it seems uh, pretty well supported. What shows are you proudest of? Oh, that's so hard. Um, I, I, I was happiest with, I, mean, I can't say this, I like all my children. There are certainly some... Uh, Avenue Q, Belling Bee, Sweeney Todd, Cabaret, and Chicago were both great fun as well. And there were some great straight plays. One of my favorites was The Cripple of Inishman, which, which Sharon Winnegar directed. Loved that show. We did Lend Me a Tenor back in 2010 that Diane Federley, who is no longer with us, directed. I mean, almost every show, I would say, was my favorite. And what are you working on in Squim? There is a community theater here in Squim. They're doing a musical this in March, and I'm assistant music director for it, just basically playing the piano at this point. And it's fun. Not being in charge is really nice sometimes. So Ken and Peter are gone, but they've left Sierra Stages to a younger generation, including Michelle Nesbitt, whose day job is as chief technology officer with a local company. Nesbitt grew up here, worked on Sierra Stages productions, but still had to audition for the role as Sierra Stages' new executive director. I did have to do a lot of proving to them that I was capable. Uh, I was heavily involved last year in, in all of the productions, and especially Sweeney Todd. I was production manager for that as well as stage manager. And another thing, I built a team to replace them. There's a lot of people who have come on to volunteer their time and efforts to replace the two wonderful men who did so much uh, for this community. So Michelle, you were in You Can't Take It With You, Back in 2017, you were the ingenue role, which is kind of the young, innocent role, right? And now you're executive director, so that's quite a journey. I think you have to go even further back than you can't take it with you. The first Sierra Stages show that I was in was, it was End Days, and I was playing a a goth teenager. And prior to that, I had uh, taken a 12-year break from theater, and I was missing it until I think one year I was involved with over a dozen productions. I've worked with all the companies in town. It's really been a passion. So what is your vision now, or yours and the board's vision, for Sierra Stages? This is something that I'm trying to find new ways to showcase the talent that's here. I'm seeing the opportunity to get more challenging works built into the Theater by the Book program. I'm also seeing that as a great opportunity for young directors to take a stab at producing things that they're interested in as well. Nesbitt has big shoes to fill, but she's chosen some exciting plays for this season, including the upcoming production of The Moors by Jen Silverman. It's a spooky and funny story about two sisters living with a mastiff and an injured moorhen on the moors in England. It's kind of a play on the Jane Eyre, Wuthering Heights era, but doesn't stick to that at all. That's the play's director, John Ficara. There's a dog and a moorhen who fall in love. 
on the Moors. <laughs> and they are a parallel story to the human story. Something has to be done. Yes, ma'am. Every time one sits in the parlor, one must endure a bird crashing into the window. It's terrible, ma'am. See that you do something about it. Yes, ma'am. What would you like me to do? Fix it, of course. Why am I the only one around here who takes it upon myself to fix things? Do you think this is acceptable? No. No, sister, it is not. Do you know why your hair is not acceptable? No. It looks like the location a particularly mangy bird might choose to nest. Do you think this is the sort of hair one wishes to have on the day the governess arrives? No. No, it is not that sort of hair. What on earth have you been doing all morning? Oh, well... Don't I... answer that. Is the extra room made up for the governess? Yes, ma'am. And is there more him for tonight? Well, uh... Why don't you ask the scullery maid? Yes, ma'am. Down. Agatha. What is it? Why is there a governess coming? And that sounds very weird. The Moors by Jen Silverman and directed by John Ficarra opens March 10th at the Nevada Theater and continues through April 1st. That is, of all people, the comedian Tiffany Haddish. The daughter of an Eritrean Jew, Haddish celebrated her bat mitzvah four years ago with Sarah Silverman's sister, who is a rabbi, officiating. Here's the thing. My father is from Eritrea. I don't know if you ever heard of this place. It's on the east side of Africa. One of the most beautiful places. It's a real Wakanda, baby. There was a war there for 30 years, and my father was from there. He's an Eritrean Jew. And he came here to America, met my mama at a gas station, and booyah! <laughs> so tonight, welcome to my Black for baby! Muzzle tough. <laughs> I just love how Haddish is so free and joyful in her comedy and wildly, profanely funny. Haddish survived some legal issues and bad publicity last year that she says cost her several gigs. But she's back, live on stage, bringing her raunchy but empowering comedy to the Punchline Club in Sacramento for three nights, starting March 9th. And another Jewish comic is playing nearby. And I was, oh, I was automatic (laughs) from the free throw line because free throw shooting is a direct function of childhood loneliness. Gary Gullman tells funny, sad stories about depression, his Jewish faith, and basketball. I have this carnival skill. If you tell me you were a good high school free throw shooter, you can give me your high school free throw shooting percentage and I can tell you what time your single mother got home from work. (laughs) I shot 94% my senior year. My mother was a night court bailiff. Bit of Gary Gullman from his HBO special of a few years ago. And he's like Tiffany Haddish in that his very best stories are about himself and they're both painful and funny. Gary Gullman plays the Center for the Arts March 10th. I just discovered him and he's awesome. Imagine a chamber music concert, now add hundreds, maybe thousands of LED candles and stage the event at Sacramento's Railroad Museum and mix the music up from Beethoven to Vivaldi to Taylor Swift to Queen.
talk about high concept, that's the Candlelight Concerts, a series aimed laser-like at millennials. The original intention behind it was to democratize classical music for everyone. Eric Cawson produces shows for Candlelight. It's a subsidiary of Fever Entertainment, the same international company that gave us Immersive Van Gogh, the theme parkish exhibit in Sacramento and Reno last year. Um, and so it originally started off with concerts that really focused on Mozart and Beethoven and Vivaldi. But these days we've diversified our programs a lot to tributes to co more contemporary artists like Queens, ABBA, Coldplay, um, and even movie soundtracks. Why does having candlelight at the concert democratize the concert? The original idea of just having candles at a very intimate venue, I think, is spectacle in and of itself. And I think that's what ultimately drives audiences to it today. They see those pictures online and social media of these beautiful venues flooded with thousands and thousands of LED candles. And they think, I want to experience that in real life. I want to go and see what this is about and get to take a picture with them myself. So it's all about the selfie uh, rather than the music or the skill of the local musicians, it seems at least, who are apparently hired for the candlelight gigs as though they were playing at a wedding, which is not to diss the musicians. They're really quite good. Uh, candlelight tickets are cheaper than many classical concerts, uh, with the cheapest tickets I could find in Sacramento at $32, though you can pay up to 70 bucks for a front row seat among the candles. The candlelight concerts still look like a fun evening out, and they're tailored to every taste. The Vivaldi and Queen concerts this month look to be sold out, but Candlelight continues in April with string quartets doing the best of Beethoven, more Vivaldi, a tribute to Taylor Swift, and the music of Warner Brothers films, all at the California State Railroad Museum. And by the way, tickets aren't that expensive. Uh, $48 for the monthly chamber series produced by In Concert Sierra. This great organization, we just shouldn't take them for granted, features exceptional musicians right here in Grass Valley. That is so lovely. Uh, Frisson, a 10-member ensemble made up of young players from Juilliard, Yale, and other music schools, led by clarinetist Thomas Gallant, with Martin News' Nonet for Strings and Winds, and they play the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Grass Valley on March 19th. We seem to be featuring a lot of old-timers this month, but only the ones still making exciting music.
Los Lobos from their 2021 album Native Sons, a tribute to the music of other Los Angeles bands. We're listening to Love Special Delivery, a song first recorded in 1966 by The Midnighters, a pioneering Chicano rock band from Los Angeles. I just love the way David Hidalgo can still blaze on guitar. Los Lobos is one of America's great, great rock and roll bands. Los Lobos play the Mondavi Center in Davis on March 18th with the versatile Guatemalan-born singer-songwriter Gabby Moreno opening. I'm a big fan of Moreno, whose music ranges all over the map. All right. Cold Pizza, released about a year ago by the ever-childlike Jonathan Richman. Cold Pizza in its cardboard box After the party's over and now FedEx knocks Cold Pizza and the Coke with no fizz It's neither bad nor good is what it is. You may know him as the frontman of The Modern Lovers or as the bard from the movie There's Something About Mary. Or maybe you met him when he lived in Nevada City many moons ago. He lives near Chico now. Some fans say he invented punk. Others say he pioneered indie pop. What Richmond says is that he prefers to focus on his newer stuff. And he didn't tell us that directly because he refuses to do recorded interviews or use a computer, so no Zoom calls. In any case, don't expect a career retrospective from Richmond and his longtime drummer Tommy Larkins on their tour. I don't think he likes requests, does he? <laughs> you can expect the unexpected Indian devotional music, Italian poetry, or possibly chants from Paramahansa Yogananda. Jonathan Richmond plays the Nevada Theater March 15th, and he's at the Holland Project in Reno on March 16th. So many big names are on the road this winter. John Mellencamp is playing the Saroyan Theater in Fresno on March 17th and the Safe Credit Union Performing Arts Center in Sacramento March 19th. And the synth-heavy Depeche Mode hits the Golden One Center in Sacramento March 23rd. This listing is in honor of our co-host Adriana Kelly, who love, love, loves Depeche Mode. And now here's another big name and the winner of the Grammy Award for Song of the Year. I watched him circle around the block, finally stopped at mine. Bonnie Raitt off her newest album with the song, Just Like That. Took a while before he knocked, like all he had was time. Excuse me, ma'am, maybe you can help. The directions weren't so clear. I'm looking for Olivia's hand. They said I might find her here Well, I looked real hard and asked him what she's got he's looking for Said there's something I think she'd want to know when I let him in the door It's not like me to 
trust so quick caught me by surprise But something about him gave me Right there in his eyes And that song just gives me the chills. Bonnie Raitt was a beatnik and folky in the late 60s before finding her groove as a champion of the blues and whiz on guitar. So it's nice to see her win the Grammy for a song that keeps it simple and showcases her voice and her guitar playing. And her voice is still luscious at 73. Uh, in fact, I can't hear Bonnie Raitt without thinking of the rich voice of her father, the Broadway star, John Raitt. Hey there, you with the stars in your eyes. Love never made a fool of you. You used to be too wise. Hey there, you on that high flying cloud. Though she won't throw a crumb to you, you think someday she'll come to you. Get her, her with her nose in the air. That's John Raitt from Pajama Game. I just love that show. And I'm sorry for the digression. <laughs> we are talking about Raitt's daughter, Bonnie. I never object to a side trip into the world of musical theater. But anyway, Bonnie Raitt plays the Safe Credit Union Performing Arts Center in Sacramento on March 23rd. That's the place that used to be called the Community Center Theater. I hope the acoustics aren't awful. And let's wrap it up with a song from Della May. Now why you gotta spend all that time in front of the mirror? And why you gotta spend all that time trying to look cool? Well, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You're beautiful. And you always come through like Kimber's gonna do. Jamming on the violin. The terrific all-women string quartet Della May will be among the bands playing Wintergrass at Palisades Tahoe, a festival with the motto, Love, Snow, Music, Beer. I know after a day skiing, all I want is a hot tub and dinner and a bed, uh, but maybe this festival is better suited to younger folks anyway. And we can only hope that by the end of March, the weather has turned a bit nicer because this apres ski or skip the skiing and sleep in <laughs> boasts a great lineup with Molly Tuttle, the Dead Winter Carpenters, Mapache, and the Main Squeeze, and lots of others. A Winter Wondergrass is at Palisades Tahoe, March 31st through April 2nd. And beware the traffic on Route 89. And yeah, hopefully it'll be better weather. I hope every one of you out there is safe at home or safe getting to these gigs that we're telling you about. One more item. Saturday, March 4th, is the day to honor St. Piran, the patron saint of Cornwall and of the Cornish miners of the foothills. And 
Yeah, the Grass Valley Male Voice Choir will be there to sing Trelawney, the Cornish National Anthem. And as always, there's a dog-friendly pasty toss. Last year, the event was held with flurries and drizzle coming down. Could be the same this year. It's tomorrow, Saturday, 9.30 at City Hall parking lot in downtown Grass Valley. Our time is up. But you can listen to our blathering again by downloading our podcast at kvmr.org. And we'll be back on April 7th with another show. I'm Joyce Miller. I'm Cy Musiker. And And this this is Curtain Call, Call, coming coming to you from from KVMR-FM, Nevada Nevada City. City.